Hey, I'm your host, Lamar L.A. Smith, and welcome to another episode of the Jack of All Trades podcast. Today, I'm with my friend, Camilla Williams. She is a grad student at Arizona State University, a University of Kentucky alum, and a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, founded in 1908. Oh, and I didn't forget to also mention she's a former D1 athlete too. Honestly, you're so impressive. If I rattled off everything that you have accomplished or that you had in your resume, we would be here all day. <laughs> we, we would be here all day. So uh, further ado, we're gonna get into the topic today. So the topic today is social pressures in college. So I feel like in college, you may not realize it and it's probably not as heavy as in high school, but there's pressure to, you know, be in certain organizations, there's pressures to, you know, go to parties. It's, I feel like there's a lot of pressures, whether it's evident or subtle to do certain things or live the typical collegiate lifestyle, if that makes sense. So uh, we just rattled off everything that you did in college and we left off like half a page. So how did you juggle all those responsibilities that you had? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably self-discipline. Like, I knew what I had to do if I wanted to graduate and if I wanted to stay on top of all my work. But at the same time, I, I wanted to get out. I wanted to make friends and stuff. And so I had to really prioritize and figure out, listen, like, if I have homework that's due tomorrow, that's got to get done first before anything else. If I know I have a test in two days, I got to make some time to study out for that. And, you know, if I have practice from 3.30 to 6, then that time is blocked off with practice. And if I have a chapter meeting on Sunday, then I got to block out time for that. Outside of that, that's when I got to get my other work done. And You know, I just kind of knew that I, I wanted to, I wanted to do a lot, but I also knew I came, I went to college for a purpose and, you know, I didn't go there to, you know, get out and party like that. I wasn't really into it like at all. So <laughs> I don't know how much I could talk about that, but I knew it was a lot of self, self-discipline and time management and that I really had to buckle down if I knew I wanted to get my work done and graduate on time. Makes sense. Makes sense. How, how did, cause you, I'm pretty, ugh, you joined track or you tried out for the track team your last two years. So using the track team your last two years, correct? So yes. how did, you know, it's one thing to just be a regular student because that's what I was like. I didn't, I didn't do anything that special. I don't think. I was a regular student too. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Before but, I was on that team. <laughs> but, but like you, not only did you, you know, were you on the track team, but you also were RA as well. So like, those are two, you know, I guess fairly time consuming things that you throw into the mix to a schedule that already included, you know, multiple organizations and schoolwork. So was it difficult trying to add that into the mix or was it kind of just like clockwork? Um, 
if I thought it was going to be difficult because I didn't know how track practice was. I didn't know anything when I joined. Literally, I walked to the coach's office and he was like, great, you'll sign this paperwork. You'll go downstairs to the athletic trainer. And that was a done deal. After that, he was like, so yeah, practice uh, at orientation. And that was the start of it all. But at, before then, when I was an RA, I actually asked uh, someone, I was like, has there ever been an athlete or an RA that was also an athlete at the same time? They were like, mm, no, not really. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll be the first. <laughs> and after that, it was just kind of like, okay, I didn't really like tell my coach that I was an RA at all. They didn't find out until like weeks later when I just kind of mentioned it. And really, they were just like, well, you're an RA? They were like, Praise to you because oh, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, and it actually it didn't, it wasn't that bad because being an RA is you have your one required day during Monday through Friday to mm. work. Well, I should say Monday through Thursday to work. Mm. And then after that, you have the way depends on it depended on your billing and if you had to work a mandatory weekend or if you didn't. But luckily for me was I didn't have to ask too many people about switching my schedule around. I kind of figured it out in the beginning like okay listen i know i can only work the desk at 8 p.m because i have practice from 3 30 to 6 so they were just like i can't work the desk shift from 4 to 8 because i ain't gonna be there <laughs> so don't put me on there um and then like you have your on-call days but they never really like it wasn't an issue when i was on when i ever had practice like it was easy for someone to get to stay on call for me um like when i was outside the building at practice but it never, it never really was a big deal. Like being an RA was just like a little bit of like, of importance. Like it was a big deal, but like, it wasn't as big as you may hear it, hear it, like hear it as, but I think being an athlete took up a lot of my time, especially when I had just worked the day before eight to the midnight shift. And then I had to do a round and that was until probably 1245. And then I had to be up at 5 30 to be at weight room which was across the way on south campus oh, that's right because you live in north campus yeah and i love north campus i was never moving to south but, so i had to just make it work and and so you know if i had to be up at 5 30 and be at practice and be at weights at 5 55 i was gonna make it happen and and if i was tired i was gonna be tired and i never really was like really tired when I got to wait at all Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I was like, okay, this is fine. Like I can do this. So I just kind of made it work and it just ended up being really easy having the two really honestly. So it was good. Hold up real quick before we move on to the next question. Did you ever have a situation where you had to like work a night before like a meet or something like that? Or did that never like I had, I had to work, uh, the day like when we got back from me so i so like i was i was on call all weekend and i knew i wasn't going to be there so i gave my shifts away but then i was like i'll be on call and i'll work sunday morning um but i don't get back until midnight so we were on our way back from virginia tech and we got back finally and um yeah i had to work the next day at 8 a.m i think and that was it yeah that was it was that was wild. Zombie. Yeah. Zombie. Yeah. I, I think that was my probably my only time I ever had a had a track meet 
interfere with being an RA. Outside of that, never really was an issue really that I remember or recall. Mm -hmm. All right, that makes sense. So obviously, I know at least for me, uh, well, I guess I could say for everyone, no one really knows how college is going to go until you really get there. There's all these things people tell you about, uh, you know, some are truth, some are false. Uh, how did you envision your college experience being like before you got there? Did you kind of just go in and just say, you know, I'm gonna just figure this out? Or was there anything that you came in, like any perceptions or anything like that? It was really like, I'm just gonna come here and figure it out. <laughs> Cause I, I was first generation college student. So like, I knew my parents didn't have enough experience to know what it was like living in a dorm or, you know, what it was like going to a school that was also like, and I lived in a building that was brand new. And a lot of, when I got there, campus was brand new looking. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I didn't know like what the dorm life was going to be like. I didn't know what it was like, what it was going to have roommate. I didn't know about classes. And luckily I went to a school like in high school where there was a little bit of like college readiness that they uh, prepared me for. So I knew like what type of workload I was going to get but I really wasn't going to know realistically what it was like until I got there and sat in the classroom on the first day. So really, I was just kind of winging it all four years and just trying to figure it out on my own because it was really just me against UK. <laughs> oh, we instead of Detroit versus everybody, Camilla versus UK. <laughs> That's really what it was because I, I didn't know what was supposed to happen. I was just like, my parents moved me in. They were like, okay, bye. And I was like, oh, okay bye I'll see y'all maybe you know at Thanksgiving <laughs> or whenever I decide to come back home no that makes sense I mean that's funny I never knew that you were first generation college student and then look at you about to get a grad degree so you're you're moving the needle even farther for your kids so yeah that's, <laughs> that's pretty impressive <laughs> high high ex high expectations but you know I feel feel like you you'll you'll put them in positions to hit them and, you know, whatever they do. All right, so did you have any social pressures to deal with coming into college? I know you say you was a first generation college student, so that, that kind of changes at least my perception of what it would be for you. I don't know, really, because I didn't, I don't remember like going out at all, like often, like I knew I went to like a couple parties in the beginning, like in my first semester maybe like three at the most but really i was in like um i was in lop the living and learning program mm -hmm. was in Arts. so if they had an event that was like in the building then i was pretty much going to that or you know and granted i mean i hung out with a whole bunch of white people and the building was a whole bunch of white people in that building too and granted there were there were some black people and you know other minority groups in there but you know i just really stuck around um in that LLP and I just did whatever with them really most of the year. Um, it took me a while before I really like started going out. I didn't probably start going out until I got to Arizona. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like I didn't really <laughs> like, I ain't go nowhere. Now I'm at Fat Tuesdays, I'm at Maya's. Like. <laughs> we did the reverse. We did the reverse. Like, I know. I went out at UK like pretty heavy sophomore through senior year and senior year I was the one throwing the party so I was out every yeah. weekend 
or doing something like I don't know I had like the party itch came here barely went out went out a fair amount my last year of grad school until obviously COVID happened so like yeah that was me for like a semester but dang we, re- we really just switched roles hold up hold up real quick really this is random it was a good decision because there were really people in my building freshman year who would just go out every single weekend Thursday through Saturday they Aww. were on and I was just like I don't know how y'all do it but have fun <laughs> Like I went to a couple football games. Like I went to the tailgate at the bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, like I was not going out. Like, I don't know if it was just because like I looked around at these parties and I was just like, I don't know anybody for one. And yeah. two, I knew my friends weren't going to go out. So we would have our own party, like in the little study rooms where they had the TVs and stuff, have like little Netflix parties and stuff. So my party was in the dorm, Holmes Hall, because you know, Holmes Hall 2016, that was that was it. <laughs> I mean, did you ever go to one of my parties? I'm just curious. No, <laughs> I ain't gonna know. I don't, I, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. My, my parties is already wild in general. So, why well, I, I, I don't think I knew like anything about your parties. I don't like because what is it? I know we were both in NABJ together, but I don't, we yeah. honestly didn't talk that much until no, when you like, before you was about to go to Arizona State. You. I was like I remember him but I don't remember talking to him that much but yeah I didn't know like you were a party promoter like I didn't know you threw parties at UK and maybe maybe I have been to one and I just didn't just know didn't know it was me it, it was, it's fair so like maybe my junior senior year like after I crossed um Alpha Kappa Alpha so what that was spring 18 April 1st so that was my sophomore year, spring semester, my sophomore year. And maybe after that, maybe I've known, but I don't think, what year did you graduate though? 2018. Oh yeah. So I definitely. Yeah, you probably didn't. Probably didn't. (laughs) Did not, did not know. Yeah. My, my protege threw parties that next semester for a little bit until like everything got hectic and Lex, but. I feel like maybe. I, I never threw any parties when I came back either because I visited a couple of times. Oh, yeah, did you so. ever have like advertisements? Because I was in that party girls group me. Oh, so yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I threw that. I threw that in there. We okay, threw- so then maybe I knew that y'all was having parties in there. Like, but I was just like, I don't know nobody in here. Like that, that big uh, Halloween party. I don't know if you heard about that one. The one that like there was way too many people. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah, that was me. That's the one I'm not really proud of, but yeah, that was, that was me. That was, yikes. Dang, it was too cold on Halloween, so I was not Oh, yeah. That. I just went because, like, it was my party, so I- Yeah, you had to be come. there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I did not go out. I wish, I kind of wish I did, but also I'm glad I didn't because- I don't know if I would have been able to handle being around that many people. That was the other thing. It was yeah, always it was, it was way too many people. Like yeah. I remember always going, I remember going to like rugby a couple times and yeah, baseball. Fact. And I was just looking around. I was just like, there is way too many people in here. And then like some of the basketball players would throw parties, like birthday parties, really. And it would yeah. just be packed like to the rim. And I was just be like overwhelmed and I could not get out. I was just like, I have to go. Like I can't, like I'm going back to bed. <laughs> All right, so this one, all right, this one I feel like is something that you really be able to speak to because I obviously would never be able to understand. Like I understand a little bit, but people tell me that 
I guess I don't fit this. I don't know. I'm explaining it. So uh, obviously, UK is PWI. Uh, being a Black student at a PWI is it I feel like it takes a lot of mental strength, even though you don't really notice it, because you could be, you know, coolest cat in the world, but like certain things like even the simple thing of being in a class and you're like the only black student. Like I've been in classes where I'm like the only black student. And it's just, I don't know, sometimes you feel uneasy. Sometimes you're like, oh, like this is cool. But there's, I don't know, some type of, I guess, easiness that it feels when you see more people that look like you. So even if you had 20 people and it's like six or seven of you, you feel, you know, more easy because you know, you don't feel like the only person in it. So obviously I'm different people say because like I'm just everywhere with everybody. So I didn't really realize it all the time though I realized it, but it's even different for you, you know, being a black woman at a PWI. Did you ever feel like any social pressures related to that or how did that feel sometimes, you know, cause you got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, it was definitely like a feeling of un like, like uncomfortability, like, I guess, because I will, I'll be the first to say there were some white people in my building that would just do things off the wall, like Xanax, somebody was snorting like straight Coke on their counter my freshman year. And I was just like, <laughs> like what? And nobody ever asked me to do it. I think that was a, that was why I, like I was okay with knowing like, okay, like if they don't bother me, I'm good. And if they don't have to continuously ask me to do something like I'm okay with that. They never asked me to do anything crazy. And so it was fine. But I definitely felt like going in the classrooms, like it was just like, dang, I'm really looking around and I don't know anybody for one and two nobody in the room looks like me and I was really worried that it would be up to me to be like this token black person yeah. and I did kind of feel that sense from the university when I started seeing myself on pictures and in front of magazines and on billboards and not billboards but like in advertisements yeah. like they would post and I would just be like okay it's okay to use me. And I know I feel that little thing to say you can use my photo for likability. That's totally fine. But I think it gets to a point where we got to talk about some other things outside of that. But in terms of that social pressures and all, it was definitely weird to just be the only person. And until I found somebody in the classroom that looked like me, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to sit next to them because I'm like, you, I know you in the same boat as I am. <laughs> so we got to stick together a little bit and, you know, end up working out. And, you know, there are some people in my classes who who were cool and in journalism that I met who looked like me, and so it was it made the it made the college experience a little bit better, and especially made it overwhelmingly better once I became an RA and I saw my staff was very diverse. And two, after I joined my sorority, like it felt so much better to be at UK and finding and finding a group of people that I related to and they look like me, and I can confide in if something if something like was bothering me because you know sometimes I felt like you can't explain your same experiences to somebody who's opposite of you versus somebody who looks like you like you know it was just it was just nice to know that once I started feeling more comfortable being around people that I knew like it was so much better experience at UK but I will say I was really contemplating about like leaving UK like wow. I really, no, I was like, I was like, I do not want to be here no more. 
But then I realized I would have to start over and I'm not about that. So, yeah, and I don't blame you. A lot of time and especially if like college credits don't transfer to the new school yeah. and it would have been just enough. But, you know, this whole argument of being like, should you go to PWI? Should you go to your HBCU? It's like at the end of the day, like y'all still getting the same education from the same accredited school. It does not matter. Like, especially when you get a job, like, you know, if you got the experience or the grades, that's what matters at the end of the day. You know, some if you have good networking, you know, sometimes, you know, just the diploma name, the title of the diploma can really get you through the door. And it don't matter where you go. If you want to go to Howard, great. You want to go to FAMU, great. But like if you want to go to UK, you want to go to Michigan, you want to go to you can go to ASU at the end of the day. Yeah. Sometimes the title does matter. And at the other days, it really don't. Y'all still got an education from the same accredited college. It's still a college four year. It does not matter in my opinion, but I know others would say differently. So yeah. No, that, I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, like the first thing when you, you told me that I thought about is like, it was funny. I was looking at an old, like old pictures in my phone, right? And it was ESPN, you like campus connection that I did at UK twice. And I remember the second year I did it and I was looking at a photo of us like all wearing our ESPN U shirts, whatever. And I was like, I'm the only black person in this photo. And like, that's when it hit me. I was like, wow, like you don't realize these things in the moment, but it's like, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. Like you, I guess like the ignorance of it in certain moments is like how you keep your sanity, if that makes sense. And yeah. then also when you was talking about like the ads, I thought about how, so I had a, I would say a fairly popular picture at UK, like when I graduated, like I I, I threw up the deuces, I was like this. And like, I, I was smiling or whatever. And when, I, like for, actually since I left, I keep seeing that picture circulated and circulated. And I'm like, I know I filled out a waiver, I wish I didn't because like, y'all need to give me some money the way y'all have me advertising. Okay, been, they been will the, the Been on the website the whole nine. And then I thought about it, and I was like, hold up. I remember one time I went on IG and on the arts and sciences college, they had my picture. And I'm like, this is getting out of hand. I didn't even graduate from that college. So crazy. Uh, like the this I agree with everything you're saying, pretty much. I, I can I can definitely feel that. I can I can definitely feel that. Uh just to circle back real quick. Well, what made you decide to, to join a track team? Like, uh, yeah, like in general, because I know you did it like halfway, was it? Yeah, I I missed my routine from high school. Like I ran track and I played soccer in high school and I missed having that like, that like, okay, you gotta go to school and then you gotta go practice. And then you can home sleep, do homework and then you gotta do it all again the next day. Oh, remember you also got a game and you gotta meet. So back to back. So be prepared for that too. And I, I miss that. I miss being busy. And my first two years, I was just kind of like, I was like, dang, like I, my first, my freshman year is when I really like missed it. And I was really just like, oh my God, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I really miss like being, playing sports. And, you know, I tried out for the club soccer team and I didn't make it. And I was just like, dang, like, 
like, oh, this like really sucks. Like, what am I supposed to do now? And then it was actually when I was switching into the journalism college, um, one of the advisors, I mentioned it to her. I was like, yeah, like, I really want to like be on the track team, but like, I don't know like how, like, I don't know what to do. And she was just like, just give him a call. And I was just like, um, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I ended up sending an email to the assistant coach at the time. Um, and he was just like, yeah, like, we'll see what you do. Just start, you know, practicing on your own. And I wasn't wise to practice with the team. And by the time I emailed them, it was already like too late in the season. So I couldn't just like pop up. And rules are different back then. They're kind of different now, but um, I just kind of was just like, yeah, I'm gonna practice. I'm gonna do stuff on my own and we'll go from there. And then like, I started doing like running in meets that were, um, that were open to anybody. So anybody can join if you meet like the age range or whatever. And then that's how I got like my times in and stuff and how I was just able. Hold on, how do you find that? Cause I've never heard of that before. Like, yeah, so there's like, I can't even remember the, the website now, but if you just look up, like someone can look up an individual or an open track meet and then it'll take you to this website that allows you to see all the meets in all 50 states and if they're indoor or outdoor and it tells you like who can compete and if it's an open meet and the age range and it was the easiest thing so like weekends wow. I would home, run into me and then I'd come back to Lexington and I would just keep doing that and my parents you know luckily enough my parents were able to like take me and watch me and record me so I could have something but a lot of it relied on me it was like I had to reach out and if it wasn't really for her I probably would have never been on that team uh would have made it because I ended up when I found out actually was like my sophomore so in my sophomore year and then going into junior year they ended up getting a new coach on the track team yeah so I, was, I remember that No, and then I ended up the the old coach forwarded my email to the new coach green yeah and he got me started and you know it's a blessing and i really thank him a lot uh, coach really. flow real for that yeah it wasn't it wasn't even coach flow that i emailed oh. different coach coach stevenson uh he was like oh, the, i remember him all boat coach so he forwarded my email to coach green and after that that's how it started and you know i gotta give a i really need to like i really thank coach green and i'm blessed because sometimes you know, I know Coach Flo, he was really strict about hit walk-ons. Like, he didn't really like them as much for other reasons. I don't really want to get into it for real, but because um, I can't speak for him, and I'm not about to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I don't blame you. Yeah, so I'll just speak for, you know, the experience on my end was once I got there, I knew I could not lose it. I had to be there to be there. And Coach Debbie, she was just like, make sure you stay on top of your grades. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, you got to be 100% in, you can't be 50%. And I made sure to 100%, you know, put in my 1% each day to get better. <laughs> and, you know, I really give it to them for, you know, putting me on the team and actually letting me stay and not kicking me off <laughs> because that would have been horrible. I would have been really sad. But yeah, I just found myself in like, I was like in this like really like, like floating stage of college of just like what am I doing I don't know mm. like, I was like I don't like this really like I miss athletics like I miss running I miss my routine like and it was just like oh I gotta I gotta figure out how to do it so really the start was that advisor and I do not remember her name but mm. and she was a black lady too 
And so <laughs> it was really, so she, she was really the start of it all, I really got to say, and how I got onto the track team. Uh, hold on, so what, what did you major in before, uh, like you were in journalism? Yes, I was in political science, but I, yes, I was in political science and I, I don't think I had a minor. Oh yeah, I think it was a theater minor. Yeah, and then I was just like, yeah. And then I went to one audition for a show that was, <laughs> I don't really understand for one, because I was like, this is a minority based show, but I see nothing but white people and I didn't even make it, which is a little weird because also I did the show previously in high school. So I was like, this don't make any sense on how I just told y'all I did this show. But aside from that, yeah, I switched out of that. I was like, nope, y'all are not about to tell people you need to get theater time in, but y'all don't want to put people in the theater. So <laughs> as far as a requirement, like, so yeah, I switched into journalism with the minor political science and it was mm -hmm. the best decision I ever made. So, and it didn't take me long to figure it out either. I mean, that's like making a Tyler Perry movie with white people. Like, how are you going to make a movie about Black experiences and don't have Black uh, people in it? it? That doesn't I, even add up. Yeah, I will never understand it. Like, I'm looking, like, around. And even the theater department, like, it didn't even seem like it was that many, like, minority anyway. And a lot of them were just, like, vocal students. So, like, they weren't really, like, musical students. So it was just like, what? <laughs> it didn't make no sense. I would never understand that, but I was just like, that's not my problem anymore. That's not my building. So yeah, it was a great switch because then I lived on North Campus mm. and then when they moved everything, all I had to do was walk across the street to get the class. Oh, that is <laughs> true. Cause they moved everything in Blazer Hall. I forgot about yeah, that. So from, uh, so where was I? Sophomore year, yeah. Sophomore year I was in Boyd. So I just had to walk across the way and then I was in Jewel Hall my junior year. So I just had to walk across the street and then I was back at Boyd senior year. So it was great. I was like, this is a great major to have, y'all. <laughs> my class is literally right here. I can see my class, my classroom through my window where I sleep. So <laughs> it was great. And that was the uh, 11 Learning Community for the Communications College too that you was the RA for, right? No. Um, oh yeah, Jewel was, yeah. yeah. So I was in that, I was uh, the RA for the students in the, um, the communications LLP and they were a great group of kids. So they were, it was really nice because I related to them. Cause I was like, oh yeah, I know like yeah. I can help you. Like I got you. Makes sense, makes sense. All right. So since you're now at ASU, how did you know everything from, you know being an AKA, uh, being in NABJ, you know being an athlete, all of that how did that prepare you to make this grad school transition? Cause I only know like from what, what you told me about that, but. Yeah, so really, I don't even know how, like where to begin because it all contributed to how I got here in some way, shape or form. But like, really a lot of it was just like my experiences and me actually visiting is how I even got to ASU. Like actually being like, granted, Cronkite School was the only school I applied to. So I told, I told Eric that I was like, listen, this is the only school I applied to. I'm not looking anywhere else. And if I just don't get in here, then that's just it. So, <laughs> and so, and I really wanted to come to the Cronkite School for some reason. Like, I don't know if it was just 
because they were the best journalism school. I don't know if it's because I had previously had been here for something totally unrelated and I loved it, but I think it was like my resume also was just like, oh, this girl has a lot and my reel and it showed like I have potential. So it was like, you know, okay, we can work with her. And I know, you know, Cronkite was also in this little thing, you know, with the Dean and stuff. Yeah. And, the, yeah. that whole thing was a mess and you know I don't want to say being black um you know I don't want to say that it contributed to my acceptance but I look around in that program and there's only yeah. four so <laughs> it was you, know, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to get in but really it was know, four in my cohort too so yeah it was four in my cohort too yeah and, was, I, and you know I understand like it's a competitive program mm -hmm. they want the best of the best and so it is what it is now. I mean, maybe I said it now because I'm in, but like before yeah. I was itching, I was nervous. I was like, they're not gonna let me in. Like they're not, there's no way. Like and I kept telling me. you that you were gonna get in. Your resume was better than mine. Oh, really? It was better I, than mine. I more diverse than me and I got in. So <laughs> I, I look at my like, there's no way. And I look at my resume sometimes and I'm like, did I really do enough? Like, did I do like, as much as I needed to do, like, I don't know, like, I can't tell, uh, you know, khaki, and you were telling me, they were like, you, you got to give your credit to yourself, like, you, you did a lot, and I look at them, like, are you sure, like, it don't look like a lot, like, I can't <laughs> tell, <laughs> and, may, and, you know, now I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I should pat myself on the back more often, and give myself credit more, because I really did do a lot, looking back now, I'm like, why did they let this girl be an RA and be an athlete at the same time? And that, who who thinks to do that for one? Like nobody. <laughs> and of course I had to be the, the first one to do it. And so, but how I got to Cronkite, I, I don't even know how I got here. Like I literally got a call from Eric at 6 p.m. And he was like, you're in. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, really? He was like, yeah. He was like, I'm pressing the button right now. And I was like, what? Yes. So it was nice because then I knew like, I have to worry about my next step no more. I knew where I was yeah. going. <laughs> that's, that's a great feeling. Yeah, it was great. So yeah, I don't know how I got here. I don't know who did it. I don't know how I did it, God. but yeah, the Lord really, really put some sprinkle over, over that meeting when they was deciding who was getting in and who wasn't because what a time but yeah I'm glad to be here I'm glad to be at Cronkite at first I wasn't like really thinking I was gonna be happy about it like I think I was fine with it but I, I was just like I'm far away like I'm Cincinnati Ohio yeah. so I had to fly all the way over hours and hours away like it's like a 26 hour drive or something like that from Ohio to Arizona that makes something. sense yeah, I mean, granted, we flew here. We at first we were gonna drive, but they were like, nah, it's too fly. So I was like, okay, <laughs> but but like when I got here, I was just like, I'm homesick. I do not want to be here. Like I look around, there's nobody that looks like me, barely. Like the person I had class with, classes are weird now. Obviously, you know at ASU. Yeah, because so there's a split the program. So like it was just like me and this other black girl in the class together, but we were like separated so like she would have class on thursdays but i would have class on tuesday so i never saw her so like everybody else in class i knew was white and i couldn't relate to any of them yeah. 
And, but other than that, like after like, I really got to know like everybody in the program and you know, you know, all the black people got to chat together. So we got to stick together for real. Don't blame you, don't blame <laughs> it's you. It's so much better now. <laughs> yeah, I love my Dang. experience there now. Like before, at first I was just like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to next semester. Like, like I, I, I was being honest with my Dean. I was just like, I don't know. I was just like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Like, I feel so weird here right now. Like, I don't know. But, you know, after speaking with her and, you know, actually finally, Getting into the midst of boot camp and getting to know Phoenix more and the state—it it was so much better now. So now, I love it now and I miss it because I'm at home right now. But now I'm like, I want to go back. <laughs> like I do not want to be here no more. <laughs> I want to go back to Phoenix. <laughs> I miss my friends. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't blame you. Like, dang, huh? I just—I don't know why. I guess because of Corona. Like, even I operate differently and I didn't even think about it because I think. I didn't even hit you up. I was like, oh, dang, like, I don't know why we haven't already hung out and we've been in the same state for like months already. I know, yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, wait a minute now. Actually, we wanted to do something with like you all's cohort because we wanted to hear about y'all experiences and everything and like what to know, like what to do. But now boot camp over with and we survived. So, yeah. <laughs> so we like, made, they said we were their favorite cohort. So <laughs> I don't know. Like our nickname was the greatest cohort ever. So oh wow. Okay. I don't I don't know. It's it's gonna be hard to beat. I'm not saying that you guys aren't excellent because you know everyone everyone's excellent, but y'all had it easy. <laughs> yeah, we did have it easier. I, I do give you give you that, you know, going through boot camp in the pandemic is a different level. And you cover the election. I give you that too. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That goodness. was hectic. Whew. That was, I, that, was, I, that was hectic. Oh, bro. <laughs> I do not want to do that no more. I'm glad I will be gone when they have to redo it again in four years. I'm, I'm glad that we just had a, 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 I think it was a, a local election. Like we didn't have, obviously oh, we didn't yeah. have the big, so, the big one, the big kahuna. Yeah. But that's, that's funny. Like you, everything that you just said about Cronkite, like that's how I feel too, because I wasn't homesick when I went to UK and I'm, I'm even farther because I'm from DC, yeah. but I was homesick coming to ASU. All the feelings that you had, like people not looking like me because it's different like at UK because it feels more community oriented because we're this big, you know, college town and, you know, it's just, I don't know, every everywhere you go, it feels like, oh, UK this, UK that. So it feels more community based yeah. where this is like, everything is spread out with multiple campuses. You had a situation where, you know, just being honest, I didn't know that it can get whiter than Kentucky. Like, okay, the state of Arizona is whiter than Kentucky, and I didn't think that, that was possible. Let me really put things into perspective. Like, that Biltmore area put things into perspective. And now that I also live in, like, in Phoenix downtown area, like, I look around, I'm just like, it's already yeah. nothing about no Spanish, but now you're talking about gentrification too. The white folks yeah. moving around here, it's it's crazy. And you know, I don't want to get into politics, but when I had to report on the election, the areas, both areas that I went to, they were predominantly white and rich, and so their political preference was Republican. And so that was already like enough mm. to be like, I, you know, there was something out here. Like, 
there's people out here really living like this. Like there are white folk everywhere. And I was just like, where are the black people? And apparently they don't, they only come out on Saturdays from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. After that, you ain't gonna see them all week. So but I like it now. Like I think now that I found my good people and I and I've gotten to know other sorority members out here too, like oh, that's now, cool. A comfortable feeling to be here and i really enjoy it all right so we're about to get you out of here but before i let you go what i do on every episode is i just play a game and we play a game that is more geared towards the guests kind of so this game the reason i titled it eureka because like you guys say the first thing that comes to mind is like a word association game you know how okay. like Einstein said Eureka. So like the first thing that comes to mind, that's what I want you to say. So I got 10 words. What's the first word that comes to your mind? And then I might ask you for, you know, explanation depending on what you say. Is it like fast or something? So it's, it's pretty fast. I'm not going to rush you, but like. Oh, okay. I was like, do I have to like, I have to be quick with it? <laughs> yeah. A quick, quick, a quick answer is preferred because I want it to literally be like the first thing that comes to mind. But like, I won't hassle you, obviously. Okay, right. I got it. Right, let's go. First word, journalism. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second word, student athlete. Hard. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like demons, feel like demons are just like coming at you. You just yeah, like right. filling all the, all the past, you know. Black. I like this game. <laughs> all right, black. I don't know why I think of, uh, oh, what's that movie or that show? Dear White People. Ooh, I need to see that. I heard that was it's great. So good. You have to watch it. It, it really okay, is just okay, like, okay. yeah, I've experienced all of this. <laughs> I, I, I have to peep that one. All right, ambition. Exciting. <laughs> uh, like, oh. That it was like I had multiple words at once that came to me. That was just the first one that came, that came to me. PWI. Uh, oh. <laughs> scam. <laughs> you said scam. Scam. Yeah. S C A M. Scam. How so? Um, because the way they like to act, like you know, I can only speak for University of Kentucky, but. The way that school, it looks good on paper. Yeah. School looks good on paper until you get there and you start realizing what's actually going on and the way they like to promote diversity on the brochure. And then you get there and you see like, nah, y'all ain't like about- Like 3,000 of us. Like y'all got a whole mural on the wall and they got people picking cotton and slaves in, in cages in the in the mural and all they want to do is cover it. I'm like, that's not diversity. I was like, if you really were about diversity, you would create a task force and you would create more scholarships for minority students, but UK does not do that. I'm sorry, they do not. <laughs> like I had a scholarship to William C. Parker and I only Same. got $500 out of that scholarship. And I was like, just 2,500 doesn't even put a dent intuition at all for me so scam <laughs> pwis are scam at least kentucky was for me i think the most you can get is like 10k and i remember i got like 7500 but i don't remember even applying to that scholarship i'm not gonna lie to you i feel like they just gave it to Why? me I don't, I, I don't i don't remember applying to it if i did i don't remember 
because I got in like waitlisted too. So, all right, next word, reading. Boring. <laughs> and I'm a journalist. <laughs> hey, I hope, I hope you don't find my book boring. My, my book is lit. You, you got to get that. Come, all come right. out comes out in probably tomorrow we'll, we'll see but yeah you need to come out you better, you better give a little shout out for your book now self hey the the first 30 days that the book is out called the ebook costs a dollar so if you got okay. a dollar get the book simple as that so everybody get the book all right yeah. next gre um remove remove it like what <laughs> swear swear all right Funny Next. story, I actually told Eric that I wasn't going to do well. I told him, I was like, this is not a good indicator of ec excellence. Like, I told him, I was like, I'm going to fail just so you are aware. Like, I'm not going to do well. <laughs> Forewarning you, that's, that test, I think all standardized tests are horrible, in my opinion. I think they are not a good representation, especially when the test was created originally to discriminate people from getting into Ivy League schools, minorities. Uh, I did a whole project on it. <laughs> so, so standardized tests do not Agreed. well in my book at all. Get rid of them. Agree. It, it just tests people that know how to take the test. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me someone with a 2400 and like back when they used to do it out of 2400 SAT is smarter than me who got like a 1330. Like, just yeah. because they got 2400, that doesn't mean that they're more intelligent. Yeah, them tests are scams, just like PWI sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, get rid of the GRE and get rid of the ACT, ACT, whatever. Get rid of it. <laughs> All right, next word, 12. 12? Yeah. <laughs> I just threw a curveball in there, 12. Yeah, 12. What? <laughs> 12? <laughs> yeah. Ow. I don't know nothing about twelve. It's today the twelfth. <laughs> oh, that's my birthday! Hey, November twelfth. Yeah, that's as as part of the reason why I put that in there. Oh, I was like, that's part of the reason I put that in there because I, I wanted to see if you was gonna say your birthday. Uh, I know my birthday. I swear, y'all, November twelfth. Scorpio. Or okay. some some people, if they you know went to parties a lot, they probably just say like police, but like I put twelve like. Ah, uh, because like that's, 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 that's your birthday. So I was like, huh, let me see if she, if this comes to mind when she thinks, here's this. Yeah. You know, All Scorpio right. season, hey, I mean, it's over now, but in my brain, it's always Scorpio season. So I feel that. I feel that. Big Blue Nation. Go cats. <laughs> okay, okay. And the last word, I gotta say the best for last. No. Oh. Hey, kid. like a sweatshirt today so hey, hey that 1908 let us yeah, see it was the first sweatshirt i saw before i took a shower so it was the first one i grabbed <laughs> um, but yeah cool 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 hello kamala harris is in the building talk All to right. me now talk to us nice uh before i sign us out anything you got that you want to promote or anything that you're working on anything like that i always ask everybody because you never know people working on uh well 
I will promote an enterprise story that I did, but the website isn't working. So I guess I'll just promote my professional page. Um, at K in the know, follow me. Um, if you have story ideas, please send them to me. Um, anything, whatever you think I should talk about, what stories you think I should cover, uh, please send them to me. I take all suggestions. Uh, so yeah, at K in the know on Twitter. Yeah. Cool. And I'll put that in the bio at the end of the Okay. Like when I wrap everything up. All right. Yeah. So that's all we had this week on this episode of Jack of All Trades Pod. Make sure you check out the next episode on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you also check out my sports podcast. Let's talk about sports. Put the info to that in the bio. And I also have, like I said, Camilla's info in the bio. LA out.